This is Iron Mike Stedman. And as always, I want to thank you for tuning into my show, The Legendary Dog Whistle Brandon. Today on DWB, I share what Stop Drinking Alcohol taught me about competitive alternatives and pricing. Now, before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to my newsletter at the link in the show notes. And also, download your free copy of the official Dog Whistle Branding playbook at ironboundmedia.com. All right, all right, enough of me talking. Gunny, get them ready. Yo, saddle up, lock and load. You're listening to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and Mission Plus, where together we're building the next generation of confident, resilient, and badass entrepreneurs and brands to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the godfather of Dog Whistle Branding and founder of Ironbound Media. Before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes or visit our website, dogwhistlebranding.com to stay up to date on all things DWB. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a dog whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load. What's going on, y'all? I wish you knew how hard it is for me to record these solo episodes. It's crazy. I've been podcasting three years and solo episodes are still a beast. And this particular topic, I'm on my like 10th take trying to get it right. I'm going to persevere for you all because I think it's super insightful. So it's been about six weeks since I've had a drop of alcohol. And the reason I stopped drinking was to prioritize my physical fitness, right? If you see my newsletter or you see some of the content I've been putting out on LinkedIn, it's less just pure kind of branding and entrepreneurial stuff, but more kind of lifestyle and dare I say self-help in general, because I know a lot of people out there are in a different season of life. And right now, my season of life is prioritizing my physical fitness as well as my spiritual and mental health. And so I've stopped drinking alcohol. One of the things that's helped me through this process has been this emerging category of non-alcoholic beverages and, you know, mocktails. So this includes wines, beer, and like I said, you know, the mocktails. And I think this is a great lesson in a couple of different things. Number one, the importance of a category strategy. And then number two, competitive alternatives and pricing. Let me explain. So in my building in Newark, there is a wine store and a Whole Foods. So yes, I live in a bougie-ass building in downtown Newark called the Hain & Co. And so my girlfriend came over a few weeks ago, and I took her to the wine store, and I asked the clerk, hey, do you have any non-alcoholic wines or cocktails? And sure enough, they do. So she walked me down to the section, and there was this whole aisle of like uh, wines and beers and cocktails, all with zero alcohol. So we ended up grabbing a Riesling, and then we went outside and we drank our, our wine for like an hour and a half. Category. In this case, it's non-alcoholic, but you can expand. You can say non-alcoholic wine, non-alcoholic Riesling, non-alcoholic beer, right? And then, then you have a brand associated with each of those categories, okay? So there's that aspect of it. And I think this non-alcoholic beverage category is growing by the fact that not only are there whole sections dedicated to it, in these specialty stores now and just alcohol outlets in general, even in the restaurants and the bars, 
they're allocating sections of their menu to non-alcoholic options. And so a few years ago, this would have been crazy, but clearly there's a demand for this. And so over the weekend, you know, went out to a bunch of different restaurants and most of them, like I would say 99.9% of them had a mocktail list. Now, the mocktails were priced just as much as their alcoholic counterparts. And even at the wine store, that non-alcoholic wine was still like $20, $25 plus. So some of these non-alcoholic beverages are priced just as much, if not more, than their alcoholic counterparts. However, here's the aha. On the surface level, you think you're making an apples-to-apple comparison, i.e. alcoholic versus non-alcoholic option. So why are they priced the same? You know, one should be cheaper. The non-alcoholic should be the non-alcoholic version should be cheaper. But to people like myself, it's less about me comparing that non-alcoholic wine to an alcoholic version and much more about me comparing that non-alcoholic wine to a non-alcohol related activity. So let's use a movie example, right? I would rather have, in this case, that bottle of wine than going out to a play or going to see a movie. Maybe there's a $20 or $15 bike ride or event or something that I could potentially go to, but I'm choosing to partake in this bottle of wine and hang out with my girlfriend because the value add for me for that wine or that mocktail isn't the drink in itself. It's the experience of getting to go out and still socialize and still have fun. And so that's what I'm pricing against. And I have money allocated to do that. Okay. So think about what that means for you and your brain. Your competition might not actually be who you think it is. And so when you're coming up with your pricing analysis, et cetera, and you don't really understand your category, you can have a missed opportunity. Because again, people like me will gladly pay $15, $30, $100 for an experience, as long as it doesn't mean sitting inside my apartment you know, every weekend and not being able to go out and not being able to socialize and missing out on life because I chose to not drink alcohol. And that's just not the case now because of these, you know, this, this emerging category of beverages. And so this is why I think it's so important to understand your customer. You know, I did this on a live coaching call earlier this week with Flawless Acceleration. There was a roofing company down in North Carolina, I believe it's called Maven, and they do roof repair. And I asked them who their perfect customer was, and they made the statement that their perfect customer was like a 60, not not 60, let me rephrase this, a single mom that's probably making between 70 and $90,000 a year. She owns her own home, but she doesn't want to um, go broke trying to repair, replace her roof. So she's looking for repair as opposed to a roof replacement. Now, here's the thing. The person that's trying to save money with a repaired roof is probably also trying to save money where? In the sink, right? So replacing the sink, anything around the house just in general, right? She's trying to cut costs and save money. So you try to reverse engineer and then think through like what is their thought process then when they're looking for you know, stuff around the house, repairs around the house, they're probably checking the Craigslist. They're probably part of these local 
you know, kind of Facebook groups asking questions, all in the goal of reducing costs, right? So, you know, there's a saying, and I think uh, Eddie Yoon said on his podcast, a super of one is a super of 10. So in this case, roof repair, probably doing Craigslist, probably doing a bunch of other stuff. Now, let's relate this back to what I said about alcohol, okay? If I'm going to drink non-alcoholic beverages, chances are I'm looking for what? Non-alcoholic related activities to have fun with. And so you start versioning in that process. Another thing we did this weekend was we went on a community like bike ride and visited these different restaurants um, in New York City. So looking for these kind of different activities and seeing like, okay, how can we create a picture of what options are available to our perfect customer and then how we position ourselves accordingly. So I thought this was just a brilliant kind of insight. And as I was articulating it to my girlfriend, because what happened was we were at a restaurant last night, Babalucci's in Harlem. The bill came back and uh, she was like, I can't believe these mocktails are so expensive. And I told her, I was like, babe, I'll pay. I don't care. As long as I get to come out and have a good time, it's so worth it to me. And that's when I had that aha. And I was like, man, I need to cover this on the podcast. So, and I also covered it a little bit more in my newsletter. And I want to go a little bit deeper. So this is my first time kind of trying to articulate this on the show. But I would love to hear your feedback and let me know what your thoughts are on this. And I think this happens. This is the hard part about being an entrepreneur is because the enemy has a choice. In this case, the enemy is the market. You know, and a lot of times, like you might have this perfect product or service that you believe addresses a problem and you've got it all mapped out, but then you take it to market and people aren't buying like you thought they would. And what we have to figure out is why. And a lot of times that comes down to not really understanding your category strategy and actually how you're showing up to the market. And so by thinking through this example I gave regarding, you know, non-alcoholic beverages, I hope it allows you to think a little bit deeper, you know, go two to three layers, because most people, when they're doing their brand strategy, they're not going deeper, right? They're just playing, you know, they're just staying at the surface level. And remember, it's just like chess. The obvious move to make means that everyone can make that move versus, you know, doing a little research, really, you know, trying to understand, okay, what angle is my customer coming from and not just following the obvious path and creating another one? Because if it was obvious, right? It would have been solved already. That's what we need you to do. We need you to go a little bit deeper. So hope you got value out of today's show. I want to play around this concept a little more. I think I'm probably going to teach it at a workshop. I'm going to use this example at a workshop, or maybe I'll expand my newsletter into a full article of me trying to articulate thinking patterns. So as always, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tuning into the show. And if there's a topic you want me to cover, either on the show or in my newsletter, do me a favor and reach out to me at mikewearironbound.com or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. And if you haven't done so, make sure you subscribe to the newsletter at the link in the show notes. Until next time, everyone, peace, love. Have a great rest of your week. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media, where we blend strategy, storytelling, and podcasting to transform your brand into a dog whistle for your perfect customer. We believe that audio is the future of publishing, and we're committed to leading the movement. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is powered by Mission Plus, a tech platform that helps nonprofit organizations upgrade their websites 
and leverage technology to deliver their services online. If your organization cares about its mission, then it needs to be built on Mission Plus. You can learn more by visiting missionplus.com. 